right, Gumbo fam, good evening. Long-awaited parent, await no more. I hope this finds you well. I'm not sure what time of day it is. Evening for me, good day to you, good morning, wherever you're listening. First of all, big thanks to you and big shout out to you for listening. Um, I can't thank you all enough for what success you have brought to Gumbo. I just thank you all for consuming it, appreciating it, commenting on it, uh, providing the feedback you do just makes it better, especially for me, somebody that cringes at the first couple episodes, but we're now at episode 54. Like that's amazing to me. We're still on the road of two, I should say, 100. Uh, (laughs) We're making it. We're making it. Uh, the goal is still a goal, um, and once that goal is met, then there'll be another. I do want to um, lead with a disclaimer, I should say, that a lot of what I am willing to share on Parent and throughout all of my all of my podcasts are my experiences. Um, the root word of experience is expert. And I'm nothing close to that. Um, And so as I continue to grow, you all get to watch or hear the process. Um, What I'm willing to share, I thank God that I have the ability to, um, some of which I'm still not comfortable sharing, so you won't hear, you know. But when I feel I've reached a point where, nah, this needs to be shared, I'm normally going through the thick of it. Like I'm literally in the process of stewing something like it's happening right now and I just feel like it might instill hope in someone else 90% of the time that hits it 90% of the time there's someone else that benefits from our experience so I'm doing just that I'm being obedient and sharing that with y'all and I'm definitely just wanting to let you know that it's if any judgment is passed it's definitely on myself and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with passing judgment on me. Said all that to say, um, parenting is hard, which is the root of where parent came from. I definitely rant, but it is sufficient ranting to me, at least. I think it's high quality rants because they're somewhat comical, but it's almost like laugh at your pain because I don't know a thing when it comes to being a parent. And someone might shake their head and just like, well, why did you become a mom? You know, I think uh, those that are parents can empathize and those who aren't can judge or sympathize with the fact that we have heard plenty of times the cliche that there is no manual. The manual is literally being written at the time you go through things and once you've gone through that experience you write it down for whatever's next or whomever's next to come up through that whether it be another child someone you're mentoring another parent they benefit from your experience the things that get me is that when we write down that manual that manual still changes it's like upgrades to the same product um things and methods might work it just might not also so keep that in mind i got three manuals Um, that I have formulated up until a certain point when that upgrade reaches as I mentioned in my last parent my son is 12 so volume 12 or version 12 
V12 has been met. I'm not I'm still in the 12th year. So I know what 11 on down looks like. So that was the 11th edition of that manual, right? 12th edition is still being written and it's tough. I'm going to be honest with you for those that have preteens, male or female, um it is it's tough because I see a lot of myself in my son and that's not always a great thing but some of them are really awesome to see because I'm able to like okay maybe if I help harness this who knows what what <laughs> you know harness the good stuff who knows what comes of that um but also if I have to pour good and bad into a cup I'd have to see all of the parts of my son right he's very much uh, a, a, a part of me as he is a part of his dad as is he as he is a part of my mom as he is a part of um my 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 you know my my sister-in-law my everyone pours into his cup um and I think that's the thing that I, I just want to start with um we had an experience this past week where um my son and I had a disagreement if you will let's just call it that um where I felt like he felt challenged as well we were in public uh around and amongst a school event you know what I'm saying and um he, I saw him kind of do something disrespectful to a teacher of his and it, I saw it because I was sitting right behind him like a, a, a Jason from I guess rose a little couple rows down and I'm like I know my child and I know she told him to do something and he's kind of like grimacing and making a big deal about it in my opinion so of course naturally I get upset because let's start there why am I upset number one you know better number two I have I would be lying if I said there was an ego that was like this is my child he better not make me shame and that's a part of parenting that I'm learning to harness because you really can't have a room for your ego and shame because you won't be able to parent well from that place and I'm getting ahead of myself but I'm gonna say this to say I got upset I asked him to come with me he came with me but he almost didn't come y'all he was kind of like nah because I'm calling him I'm already looking mad he knows my demeanor when I am mad I'm telling you let's let's step outside if you will or to the side so I can holler at you and of course your classmates are there they can probably they know what their body language is uh, if they don't then they can see that something's not quite right this man shook his head like like nah I don't want to come you know and I was looking like my head kind of went to the side like he shook his head no did he shake his head no like in my everything in my, I'm asking myself these questions you I can't even be heard because we're in a public setting where music and entertainment is happening as well so I'm like if you don't come on you know what I'm saying by the time he comes which was a matter of maybe a minute and a half of me like let's go that's a long time 
by the time he came, we had this spirited conversation. I'm going to go ahead and say it. He doesn't, um, my, luckily, my son is super respectful, a big teddy bear. But he, at that time, was super embarrassed. He was just kind of like, I'm embarrassed. You're, you're embarrassing me. And he got very spirited. Let me just say that. And I was just kind of like, yeah, you're getting beside yourself. So let me take you further to the side. So... I know not to get crazy now hear what I'm saying I'm saying all that to say and you probably like yeah culturally and I'm just gonna say culturally because I'm an african-american woman if you didn't know that already welcome okay surprise I grew up in a very strict my mom was very uh, dominant she was a dominant female my dad was more of like he was also very forceful but really followed my mom's lead and that would have never transpired with her let me just say I don't think I'd be here to speak on a podcast let alone um, I don't think I'd have teeth left I don't think I would have a jawline a neck because that's probably the first thing she would have been for went for my mom is a very small but strong woman we were towering over her and much larger than her by the time we were in high school but let it be known she would have cut us down so small I just realized all of that in that instance that I made before having children not necessarily a vow but i definitely wanted to make a conscious effort to not beat and I'm gonna say it just like that because that's the way it's coming and discipline my children in the way in which I was disciplined um and it was because I oftentimes felt invalidated and not heard and told what to do when honestly I felt like in most instances I was right um especially when it was like okay that's not my fault so why am I getting a whipping so you get what I'm saying? Like when we, that kind of type of discipline, um, really didn't translate well with me. And as a mama, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to balance that out. Not to say that my children will get away with anything like to the extreme, but I'm going to have to balance out reasoning. Like I'm going to have to talk to you. I'm going to have to talk with you what I'm doing before I lose my cool. I said all that to say. I almost lost my cool okay but that was my ego coming into play and I've been on this very conscious journey where social media has been eliminated completely from my life that's a big large difference for me because it has consumed much of my childhood adolescenthood I would say and to my adulthood so being without it for nearly oh my goodness a year now in some regard and the other six months um, is is different and so I said all that to say I'm finding myself because I'm managing less to manage more meaning I'm giving less of my time to things that are mindlessness um, and giving access to other people when I need to give access to my children and pour into my family so because I made that conscious decision to let go there, that only helped me control myself in this instant to say, let me talk to this young man versus number one, 
I'm not trying to have your class talk about you. I'm not trying to have, I'm not trying to give ammunition to, for them to all, you know, to do whatever, you know, talk about you, how you feel. I'm going to protect your image at the end of the day. And I talked to him specific. I talked this, the way I'm talking to y'all is the way I talk to my son, the way I talk to my children. Your reputation matters to me, not my reputation on you or the way, let me explain the way my mom and the way my parents, when we walked out of the house, we were a reflection of them. A lot and a large part of my children's childhood, especially my son, you were that. I parented from that place that you are a reflection of me. You must, you must do the right thing because it'll come back to me. After parent-teacher conferences, after IEPs, after 504s, after me advocating for my children, learning to not boo-hoo at the drop of a hat because I've been doing this with Kai since, oh my goodness, the onset of his epilepsy, eight months old to present day. So I have to attend doctor's appointments. There's things that you have to just kind of learn to, okay, be in addition to being a mother, I have to be an advocate. Not only an advocate, I need to know things medically. I need to be able to communicate in such a way with um administration uh because they're already expecting me to act a certain way because i look this way and my child is a black male and so already stigmatized i'm trying to destigmatize when i walk in the door let alone i'm trying to advocate for you to treat my child fairly and also take into consideration his condition now, all this I said all that to say I've come to find out that I'm going to try to protect you, your image, because you have one of your own. And as much as I'm trying to preserve that, I have to also exclude me and you got to be two separate things. So my mom would say, you walk out my house, you're a reflection of me. You can't go outside, wrinkle, anything like that. That's trivial. In comparison to you have your own identity out when you walk out of this house your mistakes are your mistakes but yes they will reflect on me I've had to learn to come to a place of peace as a parent to know that your children still have to make decisions on their own that's scary but it's necessary and I said all that to say that's what I'm that's what I tried to preserve for him like not my image yours because I don't care how I look to anybody else that's not my plight I don't have to go to school but you do and so we talked for a very long time after that disagreement if you will and on the ride home a few things came to me for those that don't believe in God for those that do not believe in higher power in any way shape or form you might want to tune out now you might want to just deselect the follow button or you might want to <laughs> whatever but at this very moment I'm going to say some things that you may not subscribe to because what happened on the ride home was something that spoke to me and that something is God that something was the Holy Spirit and so however you take that that's on you the Holy Spirit specifically told me, and you might say, how do you know that's the Holy Spirit? Let me just explain. The Holy Spirit to me has no different voice than the inner voice that has been talking to me a long time. You know, 
the difference between my inner voice and the Holy Spirit is that that is absolutely nothing I would have thought of. It's the greatest good. It makes the most sense. And at no reason, why would, why would my ego check me? Nothing checks me. Nothing corrects me but God. And so I said all that to say this was a correction that came to me when I was having this spirited disagreement with my son. And on the ride home, even there at the place trying to navigate emotions, the voice said uh, to me that, Sagan, do not raise your son to be the men who've hurt you. I repeat that. Don't raise your son to be the men you've been with. And I'll repeat that differently. Don't raise your son. Don't teach him to make the mistakes that hurt you. Don't teach him through your pain. Don't parent through your pain. I said all that to say to anyone that's out there be mindful of the uh, your ability to build up and tear down some of us our first bully is our parents you have to vouch and vow not to be that for your child there's an, an ability that you have an authority that you have that can easily be abused if you're not teaching from a place of love speaking from a place of love and if you're looking to tear them down you can in a moment ruin everything they will still trust you that's the crazy part about it because they still long for you they love you they you have set this foundation of their need if their needs are met through you they're up they they appear and i'm trying to get my words together but children are going to look to you because you help them with their needs that you also will help them with their emotions that's not always the case and sometimes you're not their greatest teacher you're their biggest enemy don't be that i'm speaking from my experience to whomever might have that ability to get angry and allow your emotions to dictate how you love them love is shown in not just the nice things that we say and the love and the caring and the nurturing it's also shown through correction and discipline we have to love and give grace from that place parenting is not bullying correction is essential for their growth you are growing with your children so if you look at yourself as a learner as a student you will never not know the other thing is to remember as a parent you know nothing you know absolutely nothing and you might say well you you just told us something you are learning if we remain a shell we will always be ready to be filled. If we remain empty, we will always be looking to be filled with something. Remain empty as a parent. 
remain open to learn from your children. I know that's going oh, that's going to hurt some people. Why? Because the way we were raised, I'm a millennial. <laughs> I'm very much a tweener when it comes to I don't know what my mom is. I can't even remember if she was Jen something, child. But we were raised from a generation that they weren't willing to learn with us. And if they were learning, they weren't willing to admit it. Okay. Be okay with saying, you know what? Thank you to your children. Be okay with saying, you know what? I'm sorry to your children. Be okay with saying, you know what? You're right to your children. Validation starts at home. Just like correction and discipline starts at home. Love starts there. Hurt can start there too. And so I'm learning. Volume 12. I'm learning. I'll say that. And the last thing I'll say is be unafraid to get it wrong. Be unafraid to get it wrong. If you're so focused on getting it right, you'll never get it right. <laughs> if you're focused on prevailing, if if your end goal is to win when it comes to parenting, that ain't it. There is no real result here. I don't think you ever stop parenting. So the thing is, is just be willing to continue to grow. And the place I'm right now is fear, uh, hopeful, mm. I'm going to say fear, hope, I don't know right now, I, I don't know why I want to say relief. Just because I'm able to get this out, maybe, maybe speaking it out and being honest about it, and not sitting up here holding back. Because I've been, I, 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 this, I don't know. I, I would say for my son's first, I don't know, eight, nine years of life, right before the pandemic, I cared so much about getting it right. I wanted so badly to preserve an image that I thought a quote-unquote good mama should have, and. Once I decided to let that facade go and let him be who he is and whatever he's going to be, and I'm going to support that, and whoever can read it and weep, teachers, anybody, they're going to see me cheerleading my children no matter what. They're going to see me up accepting their faults and be like, that's all right. Once I made that decision, everything became clearer, and I'm starting to do more of that letting go because oof, it's a lot to bear thank y'all for the parenthesis I think I'm gonna stop right there there's so much more huh. of course it took a lot for me just to get here but I'm glad the time and space gave me the words to actually convey to y'all because things have become clearer and becoming clearer um, thank y'all for listening you know, wherever you are, just have a great one, whatever you're doing. Talk to y'all soon.